It's my responsibility, Owen. Well, I'm his uncle. We talked about this. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Wayward Movie Server's Reactions to Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4, the shortest episode of them all. Uh, um, but uh, them all. Ha! Yeah. Ah, I see what but, you did there. But not too short <laughs> the, for a Star Trek. Sim- the Homer Simpson meme, the shortest episode so far. Yeah, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Let's not I, do hope, that. I hope we get long episodes. I hope we get like five hour episodes. If Stranger Things can do it. Star Wars can certainly do it. Um, I'm Sid. I'm joined by my Jedi Council here. Um, Kelly, Jeff, and Marley is back. Yeah. Very exciting. Yay. How are you doing? How are you doing specifically, Marley? Because we didn't see you last week. I'm I'm doing good. I have never done so much in the span of six days in my life. Like every day we were doing something while I was in uh, for people who don't know, I was in Arizona uh, visiting my best friend who lives down there. Um, it was quite the sight to see. And like we went to so many historical museums and I just learned so much about like just everything. And so um, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. It was good for the soul, good to be away from work and just like actually relax on a vacation right yeah um that's how i felt a couple weeks ago um excuse my dog it's bedtime and he's he wants to go downstairs but he can't (laughs) um sorry but that's uh that's how i felt like a couple like like last month and honestly i feel like i needed two or three more weeks (laughs) same (laughs) same yeah how about you guys uh jeff kelly how are you guys doing good I'm good. I'm, I'm doing ahead, all right. Jeff. I'm a little sleepy. My alarm didn't uh, go off this morning, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sleepy too. Um, it's been it's been kind of a hectic week, um, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to talk about this show, this amazing show. Honestly, great show it's so great. far. It's I love great. it. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but before <clears> we do, <throat> I want to remind the wayward artists out there that this is Wayward Movie Surfers. Part of the, it's part of the Wayward World Podcast, where each and every Saturday we sit down and talk about movies, TV shows, and reactions to the media that we love. Uh, I need to pick up a better spiel, but I think that's the best that I could do. Um, if you like that, please go subscribe uh, on the YouTube channel, the Wayward World Podcast. Um, just type in Wayward World Podcast in the search engine. Uh, and then on podcast services everywhere, anything with the cast at the end, we're there, including... Uh, Oh, I was going to say Facebook podcast. You always <laughs> yeah. do that. You it's always just like, do it, that. It's part of the spiel. I have it memorized. It's like, I have to like, it needs to just leave my body one day. Um, who knows? Maybe Facebook podcast will come back. Probably not. Um, and then Patreon. Be right Patreon. after you finally stop saying it. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash where we go podcast. We're at the dollar level, you can buy me something on the dollar money at McDonald's. Or at the $5 above level, you can help support the show by getting exclusive perks and goodies, including episodes early, newsletters, and possibly being guests on the show. So please go subscribe on Patreon.com slash podcast. Again, I'm sorry for my dog. He's being very annoying right now. For There's no one downstairs. He just wants to go downstairs. He doesn't need to go to the bathroom. It's just that he's just being a baby. And he needs to shut up. So if you hear him cry, he's not being abused. I promise. He's just, he's just being a dog. Um, the other thing is we have pride merch. Look at that. Awesome. Did everyone buy their shirt? Don't you you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's gonna be a, a link in the description if you want to buy the official pride merch for the Wayward World podcast. It's uh something i designed i really love it it's um 
the pride flag is right in the middle. And then we have like the two black and brown stripes out in the inside, like forming the triangle and then the trans colors also. I don't know. I think it's a cool design. Um, so please go buy the merch so I can like get some money. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, before we begin talking about part four, now, Marley, you weren't here last week. So tell us about real quick, like what you like about part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi and maybe what you didn't like about it. Okay. So we actually watched it on the plane ride home. It's like freaking 1030 at night. We started the I wanted to scream so many times, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> literally just like freaking out. Um, I just love, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a trauma whore in the sense of, I love the real human emotionist behind the episode. So like seeing that first initial reaction and just like the brawl intensity of Obi-Wan, like seeing like Anakin slash Vader, like that initial moment where he realizes like, this is him literally in the flesh. Like it was such a, a weird cathartic feeling um, to see something that we haven't seen on what 17 last time we saw them was 17 years ago mm-hmm. together. And so seeing that real, that connection there and just a lot of that like raw emotion um, and side note, love that um, Hayden Christian and also um, James is able to come back and voice Vader. They kind of are doing a mesh-up of it. So um, I don't know, just seeing that was just kind of like, I got really giddy just because um, it's just, it's just, I love that we're able to kind of see like the chapters in between that we really have been wondering about like how that all lays out. Um, and I also loved that um, you're getting to see Tala like and her character and how it's all playing out of how she's really assisting and like how she she kind of encapsulates something of like when you join something and hoping it's something that's going to be amazing and realizing that it's just not what you thought it was going to be and I love that she kind of explained how like I was eager I was hopeful and now I'm realizing this is not the decision I wanted to do and like this is not the people that like really represent and stand for my morals I thought was great but overall like it was just it was a honestly a really great episode like the past two episodes I feel like we had a lot of exposition and this episode was really just kind of like we're thrown in we're finally going and starting the wheels are starting to turn yeah that was episode three right mm-hmm. okay and then episode four get went real crazy <laughs> no yeah I absolutely like uh I think we all kind of agree like episode three was just really good like um not necessarily yeah. one you want to watch on a plane where you have to be quiet. So true. <laughs> right. So true. I was yeah. literally was like. <laughs> was there anything about the episode that you didn't like in particular? Honestly, no. I I thought it was overall so good. And maybe it was also too because I, I was going off of the excitement of like freaking out to myself that like anything that was wrong with it, I had no, no qualms about. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Marley. Um, It'll be exciting to see like what you think like the episode ranks in because uh, we didn't rank the episodes uh, the episode yes. last week so uh, it's a good thing you're here um, so let's get into it let's talk about part four um, Jeff what did you think of part four of Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi Well full disclosure I didn't watch it I just played Fallen Order again Oh <laughs> there you go. okay good joke. Good joke. <laughs> uh you know there, there were a lot of there were a lot of parallels to the game but um yeah it was i it was shorter than i was expecting it to be which was surprising because you know normally i'll say like you know these uh, these episodes tend to be as long or as short as they need to be 
there were places in this episode where I definitely feel they could have made it a little bit longer. Uh, like they didn't, they didn't go into stuff as much as they could have or should have. Um, they kind of, they kind of rushed some bits and, and glossed over some things that I think they, they could have, you know, delved into a little bit more. Uh, particularly with, you know, how they managed to sneak into the, the Inquisitor's base. <laughs> like that was a little, a little bit too easy. Like I can see, I can see the pitch meeting right now. It's like so they're gonna have to sneak into the secret base of the the Inquisitors. Uh, you know, it's like that's gonna be really. Actually, no, it's gonna be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? You know, there's yeah, you know, he's just gonna dive underwater and he'll go in and and uh, she'll bluff her way past one guy and that'll be it. You know. Uh, I did think the scene where she she bluffed herself past the security chief. I liked that. Uh, first of all, it was well it was well acted. Like the the, the acting in the scene was great. But it the the like how many times has this worked? You know, like throughout you know Star Wars, throughout you know like Rebels and and everything. Like how frequently do the rebels just bluff their way past the empire by like, hey, I'm in charge of you and how dare you question me and should I call your superiors? And, and it really shows the, 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 the cracks and the flaws in the empire's you know, hierarchy and system that is based really entirely on fear. You know, like there's no, there's no unit cohesion, there's no morale, there's no patriotism, it's all fear. It's, you know, a fear and ambition, you know, like, how can I claw my way higher in this hierarchy? And holy shit, I hope the people above me don't have me murdered, you know, like, and so it's so easy to exploit that if you're infiltrating them and you have even like a half an idea of what you're doing, you know? Uh, so I thought that was kind of, kind of neat how they did that. Uh, and then... The, um, of course, the way they snuck out with, with him, like, just, she's just under his coat. He's just like, got this giant tumor on his side. It's like, nobody notices at all, <laughs> which again, it's, it's funny. Like you wouldn't notice just like in your peripheral vision, but like nobody like took a second glance or anything at them, you know, like, okay, sure. Um, and then like, then like two speeders are able to infiltrate their airspace and just shoot the place up and then fly away and you know like it it really was too easy uh, in a lot of ways and you know it was just kind of it kind of felt like it's like okay we need Leia to go here we need Obi-Wan to be able to get her out uh let's not think about it too much and let's just you know we need to move on to the next episode well, we now know how Vader got the uh, the idea of where the, the Millennium Falcon go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you are sure the tracking beacon is a cure of all this shit. Right. It's, well, it's like George Lucas says. It rhymes. Exactly. Yeah, it's like poetry. It rhymes. So and I, I mean, I as soon as she said that, like, she's like, I put a tracking beacon on their ship. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? You didn't. Oh, it's the droid. Okay. It's the okay. droid. Yeah. Kelly, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a good episode. There definitely did require a bit more suspension of disbelief than <laughs> previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, though, the whole infiltration aspect of it and that kind of stuff. I'm really surprised Kenobi never thought to, you know, put on stormtrooper armor 
yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Any of those types of things. Um, also, there is, if you pay attention, there is a Force Awakens tribute in that. If you've played the Force Awakens game at all, the the whole that scene where oh, they cut the, the power and yeah. they cut the power and he goes and t- takes out the two uh, stormtroopers in the dark mm-hmm. totally happened in the Force Awakens. And it's, it was a brilliant. Are you, are you talking about the Force Unleashed? The video. The game? Force Unleashed. Words are hard. Like why did that happen in the Force Awakens? Force Unleashed. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff and I are on the same wavelength. Same yeah. wavelength. That's okay. I, I haven't played that in a while. I didn't get that reference specifically, but yeah, oh, continue. It's so good. It was so good. I loved it. Um, I also liked, uh, you know, how, let's have the Jedi stuck in, you know, amber, like the mosquitoes uh, of Jurassic Park and that kind of stuff. That was wild and fucked up. Fucked up. And I, I loved it. And there's that's definitely a callback to Rebels, what they were doing with Master Luminara and all this kind of mm. stuff. There's a whole... Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty fantastic. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, One of also them... kind of a call forward to um, to Rise of Skywalker, the film mm-hmm. that must not be named. Uh, you know, they <laughs> so maybe like trying to harvest these these guys' blood to see if they can you know replicate the midi chlorine. Yep. I don't know what it's it's the start every, of the cloning project. Everything in canon now has to be put towards trying to explain that. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> yep um like the, the there was a little clone wars ef- a reference in there too like oh, yeah. the the old matt like i i don't remember his name but the old man oh, Tara Sanube. Tara, yeah. Tara Sanube, there's your shit shit whatever uh glove shit glub shit yeah that's what it was there's your glub shit yeah that, that, that sucked that guy that was like he was a really good character in that episode too mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to go back and look through and see if i can recognize any of the other ones he was the only one that really stood yeah. out as one that i recognized Mm-hmm. I wonder. There's part of me that wonders if the is if the Padawan that was there was the one that ignited his lightsaber in Episode Three. Master uh, Skywalker, what are we going to do? My question yeah. about that guy, my, that kid, is like, did you did you wear that hat like throughout the whole thing, like the interrogation, like the prison, like you didn't t- think to take it off at all? Probably not. See, what I noticed um, when I was watching kind of reviews on it, it they had. Um, the credits with it being the initial scene in the first, oh gosh, was it the first episode? Um, he's listed as one of the younglings. And then in this episode, he's also listed as one of the younglings that could possibly have been with um, Riva. So like, I'm wondering if that has uh, some connection oh, with it by chance. So like it was one of, her, one of her friends that she that's was fu- with. That's fucked up. Oh, that's oh it totally up. is. She uh, probably turned him in. Yeah. Mm. Marley, what did you, what did you think? Um, I also agree with the lengthwise. There was a lot I wanted to expand on, but I do um, appreciate like kind of the homage like that we've been talking about that it's been giving because like we have the rebreather that Obi-Wan used to get gets him infiltrated yeah. from like episode one, which I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> Amounts that we see. And like, it was, it was kind of cool that they were also playing um, into like the Clone Wars too, like just kind of showing like little things from here from the animated series, which I felt like was kind of a cool way to say that they're acknowledging like that important part of that history that they've created with that world so mm-hmm. I loved it but I I honestly wanted more because like we obviously get a touch a little bit with like oh I had a droid once too and it was ripped away from me like what does it mean where are we going with that there's a lot more that is more questioned and kind of like makes you want to inquire on more but I feel like it was very much it felt very fast, especially compared to the last episode, which I think was mm-hmm. 49 minutes. And this one was 32 without credits. And it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is 
pretty fast but I mean I get it like it's kind of launching us into you know the last two episodes which I can't believe we're already here at this point like there's only two left but besides that I really liked it um I just wish there was a little bit more I was I was gonna say I really wish they would have gone more into like Obi-Wan processing that battle like more time like especially in the back to tank like thoughts of like going you know thinking about what happened or like even some shots of him and Anakin during the Clone Wars you know that would have been cool to see Mm -hmm. those kinds of things but they didn't and that I'm I think they missed a really good opportunity for stuff like that well and yes and then what what was his name the guy the the bearded guy in charge of the the place that they were at. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh that's that's uh O'Shea Jackson, um his character. Gooding Jr. Uh, okay, yeah. and and then Not you know Cuba like Jr., Ice Cube. It, it's, uh, no. no, it's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. No, no, his it's... son, but what's the character's name? Uh, to the IMDBs. The you, the you only one, that I'll go the only character whose name I remember is the one who died. Yeah. So the two living characters, I don't remember what they're called. But anyway, this was is the same sort of thing that I was talking about, where like they they accomplished what they needed to accomplish too fast. Like he's like, I'm sorry, General, I can't help you. You need to go. And then like a minute later, if you want my help, you've got it. Like wh- when did this happen? Like when did yes. this, you know, about face uh, you know, occur? What words did Obi-Wan say to get you to this point? Like it seemed like he just like, okay, fine, sure. What? Yeah. I agree because he was like I I know what the empire does like you know my wife and like we and and like, like he says the statement and then it goes in and he's like yeah for sure you got my help and you're like yeah. I thought you were salty about this I thought that, you right? didn't want to do Com- it completely incongruent with what you were just saying like yeah, yeah no I I totally get that by the way it isn't a cube getting junior it's Ice Cube that's Ice Cube's son who he, he plays uh, uh he plays Ice Cube in the Straight Outta Compton movie. But that's what it was yeah yeah so love his character um i really like this episode um i definitely agree with everyone here and saying like yeah it, it it was kind of rushed but like i i just love all the parallels in this movie to like just like callbacks i know like it's like it's a lot of like uh fan fan servicey things but like i loved yeah. how this felt like an homage to the death star in a, in a new hope where you know like not necessarily like obi-wan and did infiltrate like the death star but like how he did like his little mind trick and then the stormtroopers like what was that you know like <laughs> i was like yes they did it like and i was just like i wasn't like expecting that but like obviously i i got the reference i understood that reference um but then like you also have the moments where like leia is like just like not afraid well she is afraid until she like gets tortured but like in, in the face of like interrogation like she it's just sassy and just like, you know, it's that moment in A New Hope where Princess Leia is like confronting Darth Vader. Like she has, like, she's a princess of Alderaan. She, she's a part of the Senate. Like she, like she knows what she's doing. And even as a 10 year old girl, it's good to like kind of see that. Um, and to kind of like see just a little bit that, she, yeah, she is force sensitive. She can't be, her mind can't be penetrated. And you can actually not only parallels with with her interrogation in a new hope but you can actually see like poe is one of her proteges like you can see the parallels between them where like she's like 
are we having a staring contest? Yeah. And then is the same as like Poe, like, so who talks first? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? Like what? You know, like it's it was, the same sort of like attitude that he was, you know. It's also a callback to The Force Awakens, and I mean it this time, with yeah. the whole uh Kylo Ren trying to get into yeah. Ray's mind, all that kind of stuff at the same so that all oh, of those yeah. kinds of things are there. But then like also um the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan. I like I continuously I just love it. And like the hand holding, ah, the mm. hand holding was yeah. just like it completely retextualizes like everything that she says and does in in the original movie mm-hmm. you know like like they even just the you know like she she's got her whole uh, uh the message that she sends with r2 it's all very official general kenobi blah blah blah, blah you know and then the, the help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope that was yeah. that was her speaking to him you know uh that was a that was that personal message on the end and then you know like the um the part where luke comes in to to get her and she's all what the fuck are you doing here who are you he's like i'm here with ben kenobi what let's go hey you know like well uh, it also like recontextualizes the sequels a little bit too because you know i think when we at first heard at least in my in my mind when you hear ben solo you're like mm. ben solo huh that's a that's really interesting uh name to choose like why why did you choose that one like why can't right. some, like someone else so like now she has this relationship with like obi-wan ben kenobi and mm-hmm. like it, it knowing now that she like she named her son after this man that saved her life and was there for her during like this awful moment yeah. in her life like mm-hmm. it just it kind of recontextualizes the sequels just Wait, a little bit too also it makes uh episode four luke look even more like a whiny little bitch because not only did had she just watched her entire planet explode but she had a closer connection with obi-wan than he did yeah and yet she's the one comforting him after watching obi-wan die he's all obi-wan because she's she's a strong woman exactly Mm -hmm. you know and and luke hasn't you know kind of grown out of the farm yet yeah and i Going back to like video game references too, like I just love the Fortress Inquisitorius. It looks a little different, like uh, I'll, I'll admit, but like this takes place like during Jedi Survivor, so like mm. probably Fortress Inquisitorius. You could make the, the assumption like, yeah, it, it's more the base is more underwater now or something. Like it, it can do that, but um, it's it was so cool to just see that, and even like Obi Wan, like how he infiltrated the base, like sure that was a call back to episode one with like the breather and even the way he swimmed kind of was like just like i don't know like it's it's weird things i've seen Mm -hmm. episode one so many times the way his robes are magically dry when he gets inside yeah that too (laughs) they looked damp they were damp but like you get to see it in live action you get to see like the base just a little bit more like i i I just love that too and obi-wan getting his groove back like like he's not fully obi-wan but like like throughout like the episode, despite how short it was, like we got to see him become like the Obi-Wan that we know, even like some of the blocking too. Someone pointed it out because like I, I, Lord knows I couldn't, but like someone pointed out even some of the blocking he was doing was very similar to what he was doing in episode one with the, like the destroy, the droidicas, you know, like mm-hmm. the way he was like deflecting them. It was like, and then the spin with the, with the lightsaber, the he kind of I was. I have a feeling we're going to see in the final battle, whatever it is, we're going to see that end pose. You know, where he has a lightsaber over his head and his yeah. hands out like he does. Mm. That's going to be his true return to form. 
Volume. as we go along. I think that will happen. You talk about parallels to Fallen Order, like it's exactly the same thing that Cal Kestis went through, you know, mm-hmm. like he's cut, he's cut himself off and now he has to, you know, reconnect with, you know, his training and, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tala also, like shout out to her and that uh, the yes. actress from Game of Thrones. She is mm. amazing. I love yeah. her so much. I, every, everything she's in, I was just like, I, I want more of her. Mm-hmm. She uh-huh. even fooled me. She even fooled me just a little bit when she told Riva that like, I'm a spy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a spy on the inside for the path. Like I thought, like I, I was convinced that she was like a double agent or something. I was like, just a little bit, you know, she was, she was really good. She's really good. Mm-hmm. The one I'm thing got... to... Oh, go ahead, Marley. Oh, I was just saying, I'm curious to see now that they've actually like left and they're like on their way out, like, what what her effects will be because she's been in the specific position with the empire and like how if she's just going to essentially obviously she's been found so she can't go back to it but i'm just curious to see like what what her position will be like if she's going to have more of a ranking or i, I don't know i'm just i'm curious to see like what her story moving forward is going to look mm. like well and i mean most of most of the rebellions uh you know uh higher ranking officers and special operatives are imperial defectors mm-hmm. like the, the ones that we know of anyway you know are all you know defectors from the imperial military so uh she you know she, she could very easily find herself you know somewhere important yeah i can see like tala and like the path and like all this stuff being used in andor in some way i think andor mm. takes place around well at least the first season takes place around this time period um i'm not sure exactly when but like it, we're supposed to be getting like the 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 formation of like the <laughs> the rebellion that we know in rebels like I'd be, you know, I'd be curious if there was a diego luno cameo cameo towards the end of this then something cool. along those lines there would be and interesting it makes me sad because you know we know that most of the Jedi that they've managed to save are still doomed. Like they're still yeah. gonna die at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Depending on the Jedi, maybe they just like maybe some of these Jedi are they don't want to they don't want to fight. So like, O'Shea Jackson, sorry. So O'Shea Jackson's character's name is Roken. Okay. I'm oh. betting. Oh yes. And I'm a betting. I'm betting him and Tala are connective tissue into the Andor series. So they're mm. going to they're going to finish up here and after the path gets destroyed or the way gets destroyed, they're going to find a way to other cells and they'll pop up as part of what Andor is doing. Perhaps uh with the help from a certain fulcrum. Oh, so okay. Mm, possibly. I don't I don't mm. I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka pre-Clone War or pre-original. Mm. I mean, and again, she might not appear on screen, but it could be like like in all of season one Rebels when you just had the, the, the her distorted voice talking. And mm. We didn't know it was her, but I mean, now we would know it was her. And so like they're being coordinated by Fulcrum, which, you know, we know to be Ahsoka, even if she doesn't Re- appear yeah. on screen references like okay this came from fulcrum that kind of stuff yeah or I even can... have her little symbol you know talking like it used to talk to Hera, with the with her voice distortion i mean that that would be cool it'd be a cool mm-hmm. reference and you wouldn't have to worry about getting a you know like who's going to play her because she doesn't actually appear on screen yeah fair 
What did everybody think? Like, did y'all think we were going to see Darth Vader again? And not just Darth Vader, Darth Vader that was like running, you know, like, I was like, (laughs) I think I was more scared of that scene than like anything else I've seen of Darth Vader, like him just running up and like, you were, you were warned what your failure will bring. And he just like, dude, I fully expected her to die in that scene. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh too. dang, they're gonna kill her now!" Still <laughs> oh. a chance to save Han. That would have been such a cool choice, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to to kill her now with two episodes left, and then just let the whole thing be Vader for the for the end of it. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. I also though think that the Toy Stories toys should have died in the furnace in, in the middle of episode of Toy Story three. But yeah. so I'm. it's true it's true i would have made it for a real interesting story yeah 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 Uh, the only only problem with her dying now is they built up this backstory of hers and they haven't they haven't explained it yet so if they just killed her off and said ah it was a shaggy dog story the whole time i'd be kind of of pissed off about comics that's what the comics are for or a book exactly but honestly we'll, we got two more episodes we'll know we'll know what's going on with her eventually um the the way he ran too like in my mind i was like I, that looks that feels like hayden christensen was in that suit in that moment mm-hmm. you because know? like there was some mm-hmm. stunt there was there's some people playing darth vader but like that scene when he was running and like the way he did that felt like did, did y'all feel that like did y'all feel that was hayden christensen in oh yeah in this for scene? sure for sure yeah. Any of the scenes where he's like not doing lightsaber battles, I'm fairly certain as Aiden Christensen. Yeah. Well, even the ones where he is, because we've seen the the back the behind the scenes footage of him practicing the choreography with the cape and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know for a fact there was at least uh that there's for sure at least one person in the suit for the sword fighting scenes. For sure. Yeah. 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 Like like they have with the Mandalorian, where they've got like two different guys that are the yeah. actual wearing the for all the combat stuff yeah well i wouldn't expect him to do all of it but i know i know he is doing some of it for yeah. sure yeah yeah it's, it's like, like this this oh you oh, go you, said, you, you, go you, you go marley i would say it's just the swiftness of how like his body movement was especially um in episode three i feel like that's kind of like a dead play of like oh yeah that's definitely him it's like and i think what's also cool about it too is like from episode three to episode four there's so much time that has passed to where like his body is aged like you know like he's having to really recover from these injuries and so like even though like he's had these intense like i mean limbs cut off like you're still able to see that like his youth it's been like roughly 10 years but he's still not old yet so it's just it's cool to see yeah yeah he'd be what like 31 now 32 something like that mm-hmm. yeah i think so yeah well, also talking about parallels, we had to talk like about the beginning of the episode, which we haven't yet. Um, and the parallel of like Obi-Wan on the stretcher in episode mm-hmm. mirrors exactly like Darth Vader in episode three, but like them being both thrown in the back to tank. First of all, did anyone thought like we were gonna get a flashback there? Like like, like Boba Fett, like a Boba Fett back to tank. Yeah. They missed yeah. out on such an opportunity. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was probably the only time where it would have been acceptable, but like still like the parallels of like you know, I've heard, I've read online um, that Bacta is like a living organism that like, you know, you have to like want it to heal you in order for it to like, in order for you to get like that full recovery. And uh, there's like a, like a talk going around, uh, like from like what I read is that Darth Vader is like, you know, he wants to live in his pain and anger 
and mm. like like to feel his like feel the dark side but like i just loved how they were both in the back to, and like you get to see them going back and forth mm-hmm. with obi-wan and darth vader what, what did you guys think of that scene missed opportunity that... for more yeah that's all that's all i have um i also heard that it was a little bit about like them being able to be connected in their trauma to where like because they're healing in this place to where like they're very open so like with obi-wan coming out so quickly was because he was feeling that force sensitivity of them trying to like reconvene and almost like find each other um which i don't know if i'm correct on that but um i don't know i i again i also wanted a flashback because i'm a sucker for nostalgia i i read an article uh today saying that this is possible evidence that the two of them are a force dyad like like uh ben and ray and i thought that was a little bit reaching but it could be like it could be something like some kind of force bond or or something like well, that. Well, I mean, they they spent how many years together in mm-hmm. combat and mm-hmm. being trained? I mean, they're connect. There doesn't need to be a force dad for them to have that kind of deep connection because yeah. of how much they went through together. Yeah. The only and, thing, yeah, that oh, bond, the, the, all that big bond they have. Yeah, because like the the thing that the 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 article mentioned was that if it was possible for Jedi to, to communicate over long distances like this, then they wouldn't need communicators and they wouldn't need, you know, like they would have been able to warn each other about Order 66 and, and all these other things, you know, so like they were saying, so maybe maybe they're a dyad and, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, we had the same type of idea of a connection between the two of them when he got when kenobi got to the death star in episode four i feel the presence i haven't felt since and walks away stalks away like vader stalks away like they had he has that connection he knows obi's presence within the force like Mm. kenobi and skywalker Mm -hmm. they know each other's like for lack of better words aura within the force or or like what their wake looks like well i mean luke was able to sense vader too and i mean they Mm -hmm. they hadn't known each other for that long Mm-hmm. but uh right i don't know it, it, there, there's there's something going on there and like i say i i do think the idea of them being a dyad is is a bit is a bit of a stretch but there is there is definitely something there that's worth exploring i like i like that idea though of like just they're now having that shared trauma again that shared experience mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. one more thing that they have in common between the two of them i think is really it's an interesting parallel that is i wish they would have explored more while they were hiding in the back to tanks I also wish they would have explored why Vader just let him go at the end. That that still seems weird to me. I I yeah. still think it's just, like it's just a a pride thing. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean that's that's as good as that's as good an explanation as as any right now. Mm. Like I can't think mm. of a better explanation than that. So yeah. I mean, sure, why not? They're also <laughs> they're also in love with each other. You know, it's no coincidence <laughs> that Obi Wan came out on Pride Month. Yeah, they love each other. <laughs> they're just like george lucas george lucas is a coward for not making them homosexuals i'll tell you <laughs> but I, well but I, anakin would have to be bisexual because he also uh, that's fair you know yeah and but, or, or 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 pan pan yeah. works as well oh he could be pan and same with obi-wan because he also loved satine so yeah right you know everyone in star wars is bisexual man like kind of when, when you live when you live in that universe you know anything's possible well and i mean <laughs> There's so many people that are attracted to, to characters not even of their own species. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, pansexuality in the Star Wars universe 
has got to be more, you know, has got to be pretty common. I, I oh, should yeah. think. I would yeah. date Chewbacca. And Absolutely. I mean, like every, oh, it seems, <laughs> it seems like every species for Mature. some reason, like every species, whether you're humanoid or you're a slug, like the huts or you're like insectoid or whatever, every single species is attracted to female twilights. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but you know, like there's, there's definitely. All right. And uh, we're getting off topic here. So let's, uh, let's keep talking about, um, <laughs> let's keep talking about this episode. A lot of very um, action heavy, you know, with like towards the end with like Obi-Wan, with the lights going out, the stormtroopers. That was like the best that was, that was so the cool. best thing. That was yeah. like the best thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. I oh. mean, like we've seen a lot of things. Like I just, yeah. What well, I, I don't know. Marty, so I know. You, oh, you, oh yeah. Ahead. So did you guys see this? The lightsabers. Like we obviously saw like the Jedi's that are in the amber. But did you guys see the lightsaber display in the distance of yeah, all the, pretty much the guys like, are, of them? Like yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so crazy. That's so wild. <laughs> I'll just like here's a trophy of all of our kills. Yeah. Marley, what did you think? Another one for my collection. um i i thought the intensity of it just especially just like in the lighting sense like there's nothing better than seeing the blue and the red just right together so like Uh that juxtaposition of like everyone being like i'm here to come defend you i loved it i literally was like on the plane (laughs) no i loved it i loved the them like obi-wan holding like the uh the glass and in that moment it was just like you know it kind of goes back to like what the grand inquisitor said about jedi and like you know jedi are like you know they step in like uh, Mm -hmm. like when it like they step in and use like i don't know the force i i'm I'm like paraphrasing but like you know they step in and like to help up when they can the jedi code is like an itch yeah the jedi code is like an itch you know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even though Obi-Wan was like weak in the force and he, he hasn't been connected to it in 10 years, when Leia was in trouble, he was able to push that whole like water thing, like the the glass, the like the, the plane of glass. Like mm-hmm. when he, ba- he was like struggling to like um, move that giblet, you know, like that thing mm-hmm. at the beginning of yeah. the show too. Like if you can see, like he wasn't even able to grab that. But the, the fact that yeah. he was able to like, hold that window you know uh-huh. it's, like, it's also, like moms lifting cars off their children you know exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Say it's also a shout out to when vader's doing that same kind of glass holding um oh my gosh the fallen order. Fall order yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It literally it's that, that, that same like escape kind of feel which i thought was kind of cool just to add that in there like oh yeah no i i think i think this is the episode i think last episode told us that kenobi knows that he can't be dormant in the force he has to be diligent and training to use the force and that kind of stuff and this when we're going to continue to see that progression through the rest of the, the series and i think in episode six we'll finally get our qui-gon moment and we'll finally get to see kenobi back to his full potential yeah. and and we'll stuff. find out when vader says a presence i haven't felt since and we'll get to see since what <laughs> right since Mapusa or Mapuso or no, it's not no there's, yet, there's they're, they're gonna see each other there's gonna again. be one more battle there's gonna be okay. one more needed, one more and battle. that's gonna be the in Jabim Jabim um yeah or like, back I, to Mustafar oh. <laughs> I don't know is Mustafar gonna be the new Tatooine yeah I mean oh, yeah, I don't think so. there are worse things in the world I don't think I don't think Mustafar can ever be 
the Tatooine. We we haven't gone to Mustafar that many times. <laughs> we okay. How many times have we been, we've been there? Uh, it was obviously in Episode Three. It was Rogue in One. Rogue One. It was in Episode Nine. Um, and then now again, and it was wasn't it? Was it Episode Nine? Was it? Yeah, at the, in the beginning when when Kylo Ren yeah. is fighting all those nameless goons that we don't even know who they are to find Vader's Wayfinder. That was oh, that? that's right. That was on Mustafar. That's right. Yeah, it was one of those weird things, Kelly. Where is it, Mustafar? Is it not? Kind of looks like it. If you then, read the handbook, but if you read the handbook, it was Mustafar. It's like just say it's Mustafar, man. Like, know, come, right? on, come on, just say it. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's so many things in Episode Nine that that you need to read the book to, to you know for it to explain it to you because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, like Palpatine's a clone in that. Even in the Lego game, they say it, like he's a clone in, in the Episode Nine um, part of the Lego Skywalker saga. They yeah. said they, like it's. If you need to read supplementary handbooks to understand a movie, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. not a problem for me as uh, for, for Star Wars. As a Star Wars. <laughs> it's the greatest movie of all time, but it totally yep. makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, like going back to what you were saying, Kelly, about him like finding his form. He's uh, like Obi-Wan's form again. He even mm-hmm. looks like a Jedi. Like mm-hmm. that, the out, the getup he was wearing, like that's mm-hmm. no coincidence. He absolutely looks like, he looks like a rug down, like episode three version of himself. Like yeah. his robes look darker, but like even his <clears throat> robes, like his dress, uh, getup, he looks like a Jedi. That's the whole, you know, the guy putting back on his military uniform for one last combat, you know, mm-hmm. like he does her, mm-hmm. his dress uniform type thing. Yeah. So if it still fits. Yeah. <laughs> like when, like when uh, Rex put his armor on uh, that one time. In Rebels. Oh yeah, and Rebels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing I, I was I will say, Jeff, you said that they they kind of got out of there pretty quick. It seemed like and pretty seamless. I would argue, like if we're if we're going to callbacks back to a New Hope, they they kind of got out of there pretty easy for like the yeah. Death Star. Well, I mean, this is this this episode is explains where Vader got the idea to how on how to let them go mm-hmm. and how to let people get out, escape, and get away from there and yeah. still find them. Yeah, it's interesting though because it didn't seem like she was trying to let them go, or that she yeah. had plans to let them go. Where you know it's it's kind of like you remember in Frozen where there's that little scene with Hans by himself and he's kind of looking wistfully at Anna as she goes away, and there's nobody looking at him. It's just him. And why is he doing this? If it's just it's, if if for no other reason than to try and fool the audience. For the twist that comes later so like it didn't seem like this was her plan no it's but she's like she's know. smart enough to have contingency plans yeah okay so this was her backup plan mm-hmm. i think her. she would have been happy to to go through with killing kenobi now or capturing kenobi now but she also had that contingency of we're going to have this tracker so just in case well, it seems to me that finding mm-hmm. the path with all the other jedi in it would have been a bigger prize than kenobi she, by himself. that that's her being a salesman <laughs> Let's be yeah. real. that's yeah, her rolling think, a nat 20 on deception i think her primary focus has always been kenobi no matter what and so like kind of like how you were saying kelly i really i really think it's just like her being like oh shit but i did put a tracker in there so we're mm-hmm. good to go yes yeah. i, I totally planned to do this all along mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no okay, yeah okay sure i'll buy that i'll buy that yeah that's what i've like uh, i was listening to anthony carboni um on the kind of funny 
like the shows that I listened to, they were talking about this episode as well. And he had the same kind of theory of like, yeah, she had uh, like Reva had uh, Lola in her hand, but, and she was going to put a tracker view on it, but like, she didn't think like they were, they were going to escape. <laughs> and it, and it honestly, yeah, it didn't look like she was, uh, you know, so for someone who had a contingency plan or for someone who had a, something, an ace up her sleeve, she didn't look like it at the time until mm-hmm. Darth Vader yeah. showed up. Good on Moses Ingram for that. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Reva, like, how are we feeling about her? Because, like, I, we haven't talked about her at all. But, like, mm-hmm. again, I, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like I've gained anything from her here. No, I really don't. I feel like she is is she was meant to be really, really scary. And I, to be perfectly honest, I get the same Kylo Ren vibes from her from Episode Seven, like where I think especially this episode showed her impotence in the force compared to everybody else. Cause that, that she was described in the first two episodes as being lower in their, in her abilities and that kind of stuff than the other, uh, than the other inquisitors. And so I think this, again, like the ability that she can't, you know, break through Leia's view and all this kind of stuff shows that there is a um, like just her impotence and that may also be the source of her rage why she's always so angry and all this kind of stuff as well mm-hmm. what do you so, think Riley um I I agree I think it's it's kind of more you get to set the stage of like why she acts the way that she does but I didn't learn more about her besides the fact of her just kind of echoing um that she possibly had a droid and like where does that origin come from um, I think it was more, she she kind of just helped enable Vader's um, anger and rage towards finding Kenobi and just realizing too, like how fucking like raw he is and just like cutthroat that he is. I think she was to where like in the first two episodes, I feel like she was more of a um, driving force in the story. I feel like she was just kind of more helping to echo where he's at and where his um, mentality is at. How about you, Jeff? Well, I think... Uh, and I and I've thought this before, but I, I wasn't. It was something that I wasn't sure if this is what what I felt about it. But I I, I feel it more now. It, it it seems like they're trying to make it seem like she is either very intuitive or or very good at like like a Sherlock Holmesy sort of like uh, observational thing. But it doesn't feel earned. It feels like she's just really good at lucky guesses. Like, oh, I wonder if they're in that building there. Oh, I wonder if there's something behind this shelf. Oh, I wonder if you're lying to me. Oh, you know, like it it doesn't feel like she's earning these like uh-huh. really great guesses that she's making. I wonder if half the reason this episode was so short is because there was going to be more of her mm. and more interest or more things about her that they cut out for some reason. Mm. Whatever that reason may be the rumored second season of Kenobi or things of that nature. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, they, I think the rumor was, again, this is all rumor and speculation is uh, they, they did change out a lot of things uh, to accommodate a season two, a possible season two. Um, but no, nothing's been confirmed or denied, but I, right. that could, that, that could be, that could be, you could be right, Kelly. We could mm-hmm. be seeing more of uh, Moses Ingram and, which i'm all for more moses ingram but yeah and and it might not like far be it to be for me to say that i don't want more star wars but i don't want there to be a season two of obi-wan and i and i've already said that but 
That being said, I would not say no to like an Inquisitors show, like a mm-hmm. show focused on the Inquisitors hunting down stray Jedi around the galaxy, and you know she being a major character in a show like that. Like yeah. that, or, that would be cool. Or she's an anti- the main antagonist for Andor. Oh, oh that you know. If there, I would, know. or having her make an appearance in that, I would be all for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any of those I, things. I wouldn't be mad if they did, like, you know, it's not uh, Obi Wan Kenobi season two, but like it is like the sequel to the Obi Wan TV show where Ewan McGregor's like Obi Wan, you know, but like we're focusing on someone new and like it's a continuation of, I don't know, whoever, like Moses Ingram, maybe Tala and all those other people on the path. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but Obi-Wan's also part of it somehow. Really, to be perfectly frank, is with how even if it's as popular as it is, Star Wars needs to abandon the prequel era and continue on with the sequel era. What? Or or go back to the new the High Republic era or something. I, like that. I agree. I definitely agree. I don't consider this prequel era. This to me, like post- Post Revenge of the Sith, pre A New Hope, to me, that's that's the Imperial era. And when you think about it, we really don't have a lot from that time period. We've got Rogue One, we've got Rebels, and we've got Solo, and now we've got this show. And that's it. There's that's a that's a 19, 20 year time span with a lot of shit going on all over the galaxy that we've never seen. Yeah, we also have Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. And... That's, but I, mm-hmm. those are games. I'm talking about like just pure See, visual yeah. media. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, we're getting there, Kelly. We're getting there. Taika Waititi yeah. Taika is coming up. Ac- Acolytes. Uh, what else is coming out? I think Skeleton like the, Crew. Skeleton Crew. I think all the movies are going to be see at like uh, after the sequels. I think. So. I think there needs to be there needs to be stories between the original series and the sequels. Yes. Cause that whole story about how did the rebellion that we were so excited about, how did that fall in 30 years and a new, this new, um, this new bad first order come into power or come to be a part of thing. Have you yeah, read a cool I, book called star Wars bloodline? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's, that's that. That's a good one. There's, there's a and there's, story. you know, and there's, it's certainly plausible because I mean, they, it, we saw even in Rogue One that the the alliance to restore the Republic was was pretty precariously stacked to begin with, mm-hmm. and really the only thing holding all these disparate people together was the desire to bring down the Empire. And then once they do that, they have no unifying, uh, you know, force holding them together anymore outside of Mon Mothma's personality. So like. It, uh-huh. It's entirely believable that that system could fall apart and collapse, mm. but I would like to see how it happens. Yeah. Can, how much would it suck to be just an average person in the Star Wars galaxy and having like four different governments rise and fall in the period of like 30 years? Yeah, 30 or 40 really, years. I mean, it'd be like living in Argentina in space. It's space Argentina. <laughs> space yeah. Argentina. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, off topic, but like, Hot Mon Mothma and Andor, like she didn't yeah. not wearing like that robe and like the short pixie hair. This looks hot as fuck. I'm gonna say oh. that. I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, we're getting off topic. Uh, but like uh, on and off topic, I guess you know it's Star Wars. But uh, let's talk more about Obi Wan here. Um, 
I think we've talked about everything that needs to be talked about. I think let's let's go into predictions. I think I think my prediction mm-hmm. came true of like I, I wanted to I hope we go and see Jabim, which I was like I was really excited for it, especially like its history in uh the like the EU. So uh, I'm excited that maybe we'll get to see more of that. Uh, oh, the one thing is um, there is a background Easter egg. Um, Christina, uh, Christina Ariel, she um, hosts the New Republic TV show. Well, no, it, it's a, on the, the Star Wars website. It's like um, New Republic News. She's very well-versed in like the Star Wars universe and a big Star Wars fan. And she hosts that show, I think, bi-weekly talking about uh, the High Republic, she's walking around in the background. I saw <laughs> so, that. Yeah, good, good for her. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I, and like the references that we talked about, I don't think uh, we missed anything there. Um, let's go into Prediction Town. Let's go in our back to tanks. And oh, there's one thing that we did miss. What, what's up? The uh, the hunter droids that oh. we saw. Those are used in Rebels. Yeah. But like yeah, they're yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. But they're big. Like those the ones are big that- ones that. The Rebels ones are smaller, but it's the same type of droid and, and same type of structure and stuff like that. Well, they, yeah. didn't she call these Seeker droids? I think so, yeah. So mm-hmm. it could be like a different model sort of thing, like Seeker mm-hmm. Hunter. But that was the one other thing that I caught that was like, oh! And all the people in the, you know, in the stasis stuff. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, Purge Troopers, which were in yeah. Jack. Oh, yeah. Plural or was it only? I look. I thought Purge. I only saw one. There was Purge Trooper. Troop, Purge Trooper. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. Which again, mm-hmm. here she is, one Inquisitor and one Purge Trooper going after a, a Jedi Master. I don't know. You know, they, her, they, they her ambition. Really, they didn't really think that one through. Her ambition will be her downfall. Yeah, bite off more than she can chew. And it's the mm-hmm. per, it's the weak Purge Trooper too. The the one with the gun. Yeah, like, that, that was <laughs> That's the, the easiest one to beat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go in our back to tanks. Let's uh, throw up some predictions and um, like let's just think of the future. Let's think of next week. Marley, I want you to start. Uh, what where are we going? I I feel like Leo will be reunited with her family, and this is just a far super stretch thing. And maybe it's because I want it to happen. I don't know if it will. Um, I want Bailarana to see Vader. Like I want it to be an initial reaction. And I don't know if that would be episode five or episode six, but I would just love to see like, cause he also too, he like experienced that entire time with Anakin. So like to see that initial reaction, like, oh shit, you're real, like you are alive. I would love for that to happen. I don't know if it will, but that's what I'm hoping Ooh. for. Just because it ha- that. Yeah. It, ha- it has to happen because <laughs> that's what happened in blood. He knew in bloodlines. Oh, it has to happen. It has to happen. Oh, that's oh that'd be cool. But, will it, but the thing is, will it happen now though? Like that's what I. I that's what I want to know. Oh, if if, it, if he doesn't see him, Obi Wan tells him, and we see his reaction. Well, it I tells think. him what though that that Vader is alive. No, that Anakin is Darth Vader. Well, he didn't he already know that. That was why they mm-hmm. had to hide Luke and Leia in the first place. Is because Anakin had fallen to the dark side. Like I mean, I, I feel like he already knew that. Yeah. I think it's it's more that Anik that Anakin is alive. Yeah, but still, but he would also know that because he's a member of the Imperial Senate, and Darth Vader is a high level of a, is a high figure of authority in the Galactic it, Empire. Like, isn't people isn't, know who he is? Isn't Darth Vader more 
like kind of a rumor because like you have like that comic yeah, book series that's... of like uh tales uh of like darth vader it's like boogeyman like type mm-hmm. thing where oh yeah there's a man who's like he well, wears a mask and among the general populace sure but i would i i, I have to think that the, the imperial higher-ups know who he is yeah otherwise I, mm... I don't know, yeah, man. I think they might know like a Vader, but I don't know if they know it's Anakin because I mean, like the fact that Obi Wan is so shocked by it all because, like, if well, they yeah. were to go into hiding and to take the kids and go, like, I feel well, like they, obviously there is a reason for that because yeah, it's, no, it's, no it's one. Bloodline. I'm not saying that you know, like senators and and you know, high imperial officers would know that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. In fact, as far as I know, canonically they don't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that Bail Organa would know that and he would also know about darth vader so i'm sure i Uh, i I feel like he's already made that connection you know what i mean interesting so maybe when obi-wan tells him bail organa's like i know and obi-wan's like why the fuck didn't you tell me you could have told me right (laughs) unless like bail why didn't you tell me (laughs) unless you know like Darth Vader is like kept a secret, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah, it, it, he's just like one of those things that they put aside. Cause like, I can't imagine Bill Organa not telling Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I could, I could see it. I could see I Bill could, making a bad choice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the exact same of, of, of Ben not telling Luke, you know, it's the yeah. same thing, you know, and, yeah. not to interrupt Jeff, but I think oh, like, okay. yeah, I think like, I can I see where you're coming from with the Darth Vader, like Bail Organa knowing Darth Vader, because I don't think I don't think Bail Organa realized who captured Leia in the first place, mm. so he wouldn't have a reason to tell him. I mean, like he could have known. He could have <clears throat> been like, "Yeah, I've always known. I don't. I just didn't want to tell you to make you sad, man." But it's like, also possible that he assumed that Obi Wan also knew. Oh, or third option. He does not know Vader and Anakin are the same person. Yeah, that's possible too. Mm. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty, like I say, the that one I think is less guys. likely, but, mm. they could but I there. could, because that could be one of those things that Yoda and Obi Wan didn't tell Bail Anakin's name under the Sith because they thought he was dead. Maybe. I don't know. It feels like when they were on Polis Massa and they were splitting the kids up and they were making all these plans, I feel like that, you know, like they were talking about that. Mm. I don't don't know. know. That's just, that's always been my read on it is that Bale knew when he agreed to take Leia exactly who she was and why he had to take her. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking Uh it more from like um, Darth Sidious and like him knowing of that knowledge, but I, I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, if if Darth Sidious knew that Vader had, that his kids had survived, then, and Darth Sidious has knowledge about things like forced dyads and that kind of stuff, then they are going to be the threat to Darth Sidious and Vader. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. they, they're going to be the ones that are going to ruin them. So the keeping them hidden, keeping them hidden from the emperor yeah, not so much. Even Vader well, is is definitely there. And I mean, well, that's Obi Wan flat out says that to to Luke on Dagobah. He says the Emperor knew as I did. If mm-hmm. Anakin were to have any offspring, they would be a threat to him. Yeah, and I always thought he was referring to Anakin, but until I understood the Force Diad stuff, and now I realize he's referring to Palpatine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, yeah. I always I always assumed that he was talking about like the Emperor knew that. Anakin's uh, offspring would be a threat to him, the Emperor. 
Is yeah. That's how I always read that line. Good prediction, Marley. Very yeah. Good. Good, good thought. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'd love, yeah. Jeff. Definitely what, got us uh, thinking on that now. What about you, Jeff? Well, I feel like we almost have to go to Jabim now. Like they've, they've set a, they've set us on this path where it's, it's the exact same thing from episode four, where they follow us to Yavin and they're, you know, like the, the, the rebels hiding place where they've been successfully hiding for some time now as you know, the, the emperor, the empire has finally found them. So it's going to be the same thing where they go to Jabim and you know, this, this, uh, safe place where the path has been taking all these fugitive Jedi and force sensitive young people, the empire is going to find them and there's going to be a big thing. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like that has to happen now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I can't say, uh, I think that I I'm still thinking that now knowing where we are now, knowing there's only two episodes left, because I've, I've said that I don't think Qui-Gon's going to appear until the last two episodes. Yeah. Now I don't think he's going to appear until the last episode or possibly like the last two minutes of episode five. Uh, and then I think the, the last episode is going to end back on Tatooine and, and Obi-Wan is going to actually meet Luke and actually like speak to him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's good. good. Yeah. I think, I think episode five we're going to get the empire makes it to Jabim and we're going to see Obi-Wan and Leia split. We're going to say, send Leia back to Alderaan. Obi-Wan's going to lead the empire off to do his own thing. Mm. And I think in Obi-Wan trying to run away or like hide in hyperspace or something like that, we're going to get episode five is going to end with us hearing Qui-Gon calling out to Obi-Wan finally. Mm. That's where it's going to end with episode five, I think. Mm-hmm. And episode six will begin with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon having a deep conversation or at least a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it going that way. That's yeah. my that's my prediction. And we will get we will get the moment where Obi-Wan will have his lightsaber up above his head. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the three stooges. I've yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Empire is going to infiltrate Jabim. Um, the thing is, like, I don't think anyone from Jabim is going to survive. Like, or at least if they're yeah. if they're going to survive, like, it's they're probably going to kill Tala in this. Like, she's I I just get this feeling that she's going to die, <sighs> yes. and I don't want her to die. But like, she's she, she's probably going to die. Her or O'Shea Jackson is probably going to die. Well, which casting people from Game of Thrones, it's like casting Sean Bean. It's it's uh, watch <laughs> What are you saying? What are you saying, Jeff? Are you saying that uh, Din Djarin's going to die in season three? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, true. I mean, Even though it's just ma- called The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, they are making a season four. Gro- and so. Grogu is a Mandalorian founder. He mm-hmm. is. Not a Jedi. We know that in the book of Boba the title Bell. was referring to him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Tala's not going to make it out. I yeah, think, I, uh, I think, I think O'Shea Jackson's character, though, is going to be connective tissue to Andor. Yeah, that could be. Or I get the, the strong the girl, the pilot that was really sad oh. when he died. Yeah. yeah, we had a casualty. Name I also can't remember. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he had a very earth name. Like the person who died, you know what I mean? Wade. Like, no, his name was Wade. Yeah, and that's then, her mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. It's her Earth name. <laughs> yeah. 
but what was there's, there, I can't that's, remember. That's always been Star Wars, though. You know, you've got Leia, Obi Wan, Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Ben. Oh, yeah. And then you have people like Tetha Grig or uh, Jaco. Drash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as, as far as like um, other things, I think this is going to be the moment where we see Reva and Obi Wan fight. Like, we're going to get more Reva. I really hope we get more Reva. And I think this is the moment where they fight. And I think Obi-Wan will defeat her, you know? At, like, oh, handily. Yeah. Handily. Yeah. But like, the, that's that's the moment. That's going to be the moment where Qui-Gon comes in. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be Ahsoka versus the fifth brother and the seventh sister all over again. Like, yeah. No, mm-hmm. he's... I don't... I think it will be... It will eventually get to that point. He's going to have a few moments where her anger is going to overpower him and that kind of stuff. And then, you, like you're right, you're right, Sid, that may be the Qui-Gon moment where we get the Qui-Gon like, get up, Obi-Wan, you can do this. Yeah. And then uh, and then it just goes into him just what if it, what absolutely if, wrecking her. Are you Obi-Wan, god of <laughs> lightsabers? What if he says, uh, what if he says, Obi-Wan, these are your first steps? Hmm. As a callback. To, well, not callback. Well, call like, forward. Call forward to... The Force Awakens, kind of. Well, but they're not his first steps, though. Like they're his, they're his, uh, you know, several million steps. Yeah, mm-hmm. just he hasn't been walking in a while. <laughs> well, they'll like, be his first steps into a much larger world. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's your first step in a larger world, Obi Wan. You know, like he says that, or I don't know, something that I feel like if Qui Gon's coming back, he's gonna say something that is kind of similar to what Obi-Wan, like a, an Obi-Wan saying in the original show. Or it could just be like, he could just, you know, be old Qui-Gon stuff, you know, be mindful of the living force. Keep mm-hmm. your concentration here and now where it belongs. So I'm just looking on IMDb and uh, Camille Nanjiani's character is listed for three episodes. Oh. So yeah, we're, getting yeah. two, we're getting two more of them. Which yeah. makes me That's very, very, very happy. Oh, three more episodes? Like he's listed for a total of three episodes. We already seen him in. Now I'm not gonna lie. Right. I wish yeah. you hadn't told me that, but that is good news. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, remember, it's IMDb, so people just put things on there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not always accurate, but um, yeah, I'm I'm predicting more Reva. This is probably mm-hmm. uh gonna be her. Like she's gonna be. Uh, she's gonna have her ass handed to her and Darth Vader's. Not gonna, gonna snap her, he's gonna snap her neck, yeah. and then I'm, I'm waiting for the Grand Inquisitor to reappear. Oh, he's coming out. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think the Grand Inquisitor is gonna kill her. That I would love that, mm-hmm. yeah. Good. You know, it's like you failed, but you know, just stabs her. Here's payback. <laughs> he, he, you know, he won't even say that, he'll just, he'll no, no, just but just... he's gonna stab her right in the same spot and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. It well, was implied. <laughs> the one thing I hope they don't do is I hope Leia doesn't get captured again. Like, cause here's the thing. I thought like the, the inquisitor thing, like her getting captured, like the fortress and everything that could have been the end of this season. You mm-hmm. know, that, that could have been like the grand, yeah. like we're going to, we're going to do what we did in the Mandalorian where the baby gets captured and we have to infiltrate the base uh... to like get her like type of thing. And, you know, we have that cool moment. Like they could have just done a carbon copy, even though it was paced weird. I'm just glad that we kind of got in and out when we yeah. needed to. You know, we got we got the MacGuffin that it's you know forces the hero to accept the call to adventure, and now she can go home. All right. 
Well, let's get into ranking. Um, mm. Let's start with episode three, like real quick. Um, so right now we have, and I'm going to pull up a graph um, right now, Sid, in the editing future. You're, we're going to have our graph here. Um, <laughs> Note to self. So episode two is uh, number one, and episode one is number two. Where are we, where are we putting episode three? I think personally, yeah, episode three is number one. Number one, by far. What, what about you, Jeff? Yes. What do you think? Oh, yeah, episode three is at the top. No question about that. Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. thing I'm still debating is whether I'm putting episode four above or below episode two. Really? Same. I haven't, Same. I haven't decided that. Yeah, I would argue it would be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I didn't dislike episode one. I don't want you to think that I did. It's just that because it was all exposition, and, and you know, not a lot goes on. I, I I'm still gonna keep it at the bottom. And I'm not gonna lie, Reva was a bit much in episode one. Okay. She yeah. so for that for that reason I put I put one below four. Yeah. Uh, one I think three. yeah I agree. Yeah. I feel like episode one like if you knew nothing and you're watching episode one I feel like you rank it differently. But because of like if you know the history of Star Wars and like where we're at in this timeline. It was good, but it wasn't necessarily like needed. And that's was, what, well, that's why they released both of them at the same time. Two, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. if you had just watched episode mm-hmm. one, you kind of would have been left a little underwhelmed, I think. Oh no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That was the first episode of Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, guys. Uh, I was, we're, har- we're harsh critics, Sid. <laughs> I know it's true. I would have been a little I, underwhelmed. Not gonna lie. And like they could have used because like the the main thing was with episode one. It was very this very slow pacing, which again is you know that you kind of want that in your in your setup. You're building your foundation; it's necessary. Uh, you know, expositions are rarely exciting, but they're necessary, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But they could have used some of that slow pacing again in this episode. I think they could have, yeah. you know, this slow it down a, a little, drag it this, out a little. This would have been a good position for more exposition. Yeah, I mean the the honestly the other thing they could have done, which I think would have been really interesting, is tack on. It probably wouldn't have worked well, but tack on three and four together as one episode. That would have been mm. interesting. Like if I don't think that was, I don't think that's a good idea, but they could have done something like that with how short four was and how kind of like action packed four was. Yeah, it could have extended episode three a bit more, had that be a little bit of a longer one, and have five and six be you know, longer or bigger or get more exposition. Well, that, but like, I think episode three cut off exactly when it needed to though. Right. Because just mm-hmm. the, the story beats that it hit, like you, you if, if you it need time to process. Yeah. If it had continued yeah. on past that, you would, it, you, you start to get into like story fatigue. You're like, oh, okay, enough. It's, it's, it's yeah. over. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, I don't think that that would have been the right call, but with how short episode four was, I feel like they could have done something like that yeah. and we wouldn't have missed much. Yeah. There was just, there were just like five or six places in this episode where they could have tacked on a couple extra minutes, you know, like the, the planning phase uh, before they left the infiltrate, you know, the initial infiltration, the interrogation with Re- with Reva and Leia, the escape, like there was just each part of this episode was was too short individually and then all together it made an episode mm-hmm. that was too short so like put a couple more minutes here 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 explain you know show us you know in, in a little more detail exactly what's going on and and how and why they're doing these things 
I think it would have been a lot better. Yep. So three to one. Um, that means episode four is the second to last episode um, mm-hmm. in this ranking. So the ranking goes: episode three is number one, episode two is number two, episode one is number three, <laughs> and episode four. No, no, is that, no, no, uh, no, 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 other way around. Episode yeah, four is yeah uh, three. Wait. Yeah. So three is one, two three. is two, four is three, one is four. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's right. Yeah, it's, I'm not confusing at all. They didn't put Math any damn titles. They don't put titles in these episodes. <laughs> all right. Um, next week we're gonna do, sadly, the second to last episode of s- season one, maybe mm-hmm. of Obi Wan Kenobi. Maybe we'll see. We will. We're we're ge- we're getting close to like us figuring out if truly there's going to be a season two of the show, which right. I can see it happening. I mean, like we don't like, uh, depending on like, you know, I know how we all feel about it, but like, I could see it. I could definitely see it happening with the way that they're kind of ending things, depending on how they end it. Um, which, you know, it's, who knows how they'll end it, honestly. Um, but in the meantime, let's enjoy what we got episode five next week with the crew. Marley, are you going to join us? I think you, didn't you have one more thing that you needed to do? <laughs> yes, technically. So, okay. So this is what I was thinking. I'm trying to figure out, cause my friend Courtney is coming down um, and she's a okay. huge Star Wars buff. So I'm trying to be like, girl, you bring her? That's do what it. I'm saying. Do I'm trying it. to say do like, it. we should just bring her on because like, yeah. it's so funny. Like, cause she's one of my coworkers, but like literally we talk about this all the time. Like, yeah. so she, I'm going to see if she would be down to yeah, have fun this an episode. She can come on. Uh, she, she doesn't have uh, a vote in the ranking because in <laughs> yeah, it'll be the core people. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. We grant you the rank of podcastee, but not the rank of co-host. <laughs> <laughs> She's a pet one. Yeah. <laughs> right? What? That's ridiculous. How can you, you are on, on this podcast, but we do not grant you the rank of voter. <laughs> How can I be on this podcast and not be a co-host? It's not fair. <laughs> but yeah so hopefully hopefully i will be back next week. If, if for some reason not then we will definitely be back for episode six but i hope that it's both yeah awesome well wayward uh wayward artists this has been wayward movie servers reactions to obi-wan kenobi episode four uh tune in next week for episode five in the meantime subscribe to youtube uh and podcast services everywhere and support on patreon buy the merch and uh We'll see you guys next week. Wayward Artists, without further ado, it's been real.